and welcome back to Gems of Faith. Um, I'm not 100% sure what episode we're on, which is very unusual for me. Um, so, uh, we didn't have you with us last time, David, so just wondered what's been going on. Is there anything really interesting that you need to let us know about? Um, not really interesting, no. I've got a fish tank. That's going to take up quite a bit of my time. Oh. I'm going to try my hand at a bit of aquascaping. Ooh. Um, so I might even I might even put that on the uh, podcast. We might do an aquascaping episode as well. Yeah, I guess because it bit... is going to be it's going to it's it there is going to be a bit of uh, iconography in that. Funnily enough, um, just because it's a bit of a, a special project I'm doing for the boss, my wife. Um, but no, other than that, we're 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 all good. Good. What about yourself, my friend? Tell us, just, tell us your dilemmas. <laughs> just been an absolute hectic week this week. It, normally, it's been lovely and smooth and a few things going wrong. We've, we had a leak in the bathroom, um, which they've sorted the actual leak from the roof, but obviously now I've got to wait for them to actually come and put the bathroom back to normal. Um, I started playing the keyboard. Oh. Um, and... How's that going? Well, I only started... Um, yesterday so i've done about <laughs> 45 minutes and my wife was pulling her hair out because she's there is an off. app <laughs> there think, is an app that um you put on your keyboard and it listens to what you're playing have, yeah, you, have you seen that one that's what i'm using at the minute i've decided to yeah. use it for the free trial um and i got as far as baby shark last night um See, the, at that point i'd be giving up anyway because i hate and, that song and the kids <laughs> came home from school and played Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars better than I could and we filmed it. I might actually put the videos um, onto our YouTube page. Um, so people can laugh. There's me doing it and then there's Dennis and Kimberly doing it and Dennis and Kimberly are like, and it's me going, uh, 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 uh. So yeah, other than that, um, it's been fun. Oh, God. I'm looking forward to the next week. So, and... It can only get better. Right, should we move on then? I think we should. Um, this week we have a guest um, called Tim and he's from the Beach Mission. I've probably got the name totally wrong, but I'm sure he'll correct us. Um, so, hi Tim um, and welcome to the podcast. Would you like to just introduce yourself a little bit? Yes, well, hi Adrian and hi David. It's good to be with you. I suppose the official name is United Beach Missions, but Beach Missions... Is what most people call us. Yes, so I'm I'm Tim. Um, I suppose my I work for United Beach Missions. My job title, if you want a job title, is rather grand of executive officer. Um, I'm not quite sure what that means, but I guess I report to the executive committee, who are the trustees, and my job is to make sure that the beach missions that we organise each year happen. So that's who I am. Oh well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for. Um, correcting me i knew there was something missing out the title but i couldn't remember what and um, so obviously this year will have been a bit of a hard year for yourselves really won't um with obviously lockdown happening just as your season would start because it would it start around easter time yeah we do a few missions at easter and then um, a few in may and then once you hit june july august that's when the bulk of our missions happen um and yeah so it has been a very different year. So we first started in 1953, 
and we've done plenty of missions each year since then but this year was the, the year where we couldn't do missions um yeah and i think in some ways i was quite relaxed about it because we could do no other um um but in some ways it was a rather strange thing because that's what we're about doing missions on the beaches and in city centers and in that sense it was disappointing not to be able to be there but um yeah that was 2020 a very different summer for for us and for everyone really yeah because obviously it's yeah brains just uh forgot what i was going to say then um obviously uh normally you would be on whereabouts in the country are you tied to just a pacific area or are you all over the uk um all over the uk plus also the republic of ireland plus also one or two places on the continent but uh-huh. in the uk yeah all around the coast really so um st ives in cornwall up to scarborough in yorkshire right. um places in wales ben fleck on the isle of anglesey and Mumbles near Swansea, so the whole whole range of places. I'm gonna say um, Ireland as well, and Italy, Spain, Portugal, France, Ooh. Switzerland. So pretty much anywhere <laughs> that people want to go. Anywhere there's a beach. Yeah, there's a beach. More, more mostly, we do some city centre stuff as well. So if I said Edinburgh and Cambridge and Chester, you might ask where those beaches are, but. Um, we do some city centre, but predominantly beach work, yeah. Okay, that's, that, that's interesting. Um, I grew up in um, a few years in Chester because that's where my mum's from. Um, so I know Chester a little bit. Um, so you know Chester Beach well? Yeah, yeah. It, it's called um, <laughs> the bridge that everyone jump tends to jump off, which I've never attempted because I'm not brave enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe... Um, that's it. That, it's actually interesting that you actually go into the cities. Um, so what sort of things would you do or would your volunteers do or do you actually go out as well and join in? Oh, I definitely join in. Um, yes, um, in, the, in the summer I'll be on um, several of the teams. So predominantly, obviously, the beach work is trying to share the good news of Jesus with families. So families are on holiday and I suppose if you want to imagine a, a holiday Bible club type program, but in a beach context, that is effectively it. So lots of games, quizzes, competitions and stories, and obviously sharing the good news. But you're getting to know people who perhaps otherwise don't go to church, don't have much Christian input into their lives. And, and when people are on holiday, they're quite relaxed. They're quite obviously friendly. They've got time on their hands. And so a good number happy to join in so that's yeah a holiday club type program on the beach for the whole family and i suppose as you've just said people are tend to be on holiday so they're a bit more relaxed and then obviously um you probably stand out on the beach as well so usually probably you know that draws people's attention because i know i'm a bit nosy and if I see a big group of people wearing certain things, I want to know <laughs> what's going on. So I, yeah. I suppose that drags them in as well. And Yeah, we have our uniforms, so our red shirts and, and blue bottoms. But also one of the things we commonly do on our beaches is the tug of war. But if you're doing a tug of war with potentially lots and lots of children on the tug of war rope, it tends to get noticed. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but again, it's, it's, 
it's for those who want to join in we don't obviously force ourselves on anyone so for those who want to have a quiet time on the beach the, the beach is big enough and we we operate on a particular area on the beach and people can join in or not join in as they as they choose okay so basically like i say just making it more approachable yes yeah and without a church building to be a barrier because <laughs> obviously yeah. that you know um it, it's lovely a building but a building can be a bit of a barrier as well at times can't it for some people so i just think being out in the open doors and it, you do quite a few in wales because i believe you do land no beach and to me land land or clan no sorry um i'll get corrected for that by one of my relatives who lives not far from there um and obviously to me wales is god's own country it is pretty much for me it's you know the hills the mountains the be by the beach go over to anglesey you've just got that peace and tranquility for me i just find wales so relaxing so i can imagine that it works really well yes and um uh, you talk about north wales and the Fallet, though uh, that's where we first started so our first ah. in, in 1953 was there and we've been there every year since so i mean obviously for us that has a special um hold in our hearts if you like because that's where we we started as you say we go to other places in wales now but that is where we started oh that's that so do you do one beach each week scenario or do you have do you do several beaches at once because obviously you've only got a very limited um season for this kind of especially in the uk and um, I, I guess your season is a little bit longer if you're going onto the continent as well so do you have teams that so you might be in scarborough and wales at the same time or do you just travel around no um that's right we have several teams running and at the same week so obviously in our peak weeks we might have up to 20 centers running so in the in the in the season we run about 85 to 90 different missions including you know ireland and other places um so for example if we went to newquay in wales and um, we would do six weeks there five six weeks there um and each week has its own team i mean some team members might choose to go for two weeks and they might be there um for fortnight but each week is its own mission um, and in the place we might go for two weeks, maybe six weeks, and then we have missions running concurrently. So, um, yeah, that's how it works. And we have up to 850, 900 volunteers each year. So it's wow. quite a big operation in that sense. And there are lots of people getting involved. Yeah. So um, I'm just thinking if, just bring it back to this year because i think i'm really fascinated how things have kept going and i know you've tried to do as much as you still could so how have you managed this year to sort of keep the mission alive so it's still come next year people aren't going to have gone oh then people are normally here on the beach who because i'm sure you probably do get some people who go on holiday every year and sort of tag along and get to know you and I'm sure your volunteers the same that you've got some long-standing volunteers who come year after year so That's how, right. how have you tried to manage this with the COVID pandemic this year okay and yeah so um not being able to go to the beaches um 
and there's various reasons why we can't, but um, not least because we, obviously we can't have teams staying together in shared accommodation, and not least because local councils understandably have not given us permission this year. They're still very supportive of us. Um, so we had to think about what to do instead. And like many other organisations, we did some stuff online. So we tried to create some of our programmes that we do on the beach, but in an online context. So um, that was a new challenge for us. We'd never done it before. Um, so a lot of our volunteers got involved in that, either by uh, providing little items that we could put into our online programmes. So in the end, we did 12 um, half hour programmes, which we then told as many people as we could. So team members who'd been in previous years, maybe they told people they'd met in previous years on the beaches. Um, we put advertised on various community Facebook pages. For example, St Ives has one and we advertised there. And so we just tried to make our online programmes um, known as much as possible and we trust that people did watch them. Mm. Um, so that's what we we're able to do this year. Very different, but hopefully still able to share the gospel that way. Yeah. No, I, I, I just think it's been it's been a fascinating year how people have adapted from things that they would normally have done. It's like and this is how the podcast came about, wasn't it, David, really? Yeah, definitely. A lack of um, being able to be with other people, a lack of being able to share um, stories and personal journeys. And that was one of the main reasons that I talked to David about setting up the podcast was so we could keep a, a dialogue and a conversation going. And it, it's sort of going from strength to strength. I think we're... 18 episodes in i think is it yeah. maybe um obviously because we've got some pre-recorded and i've just found it really interesting um so obviously moving forward because obviously we're at by the time this goes out we'll be in november so we've not got longer the year left um so how moving forward for yourselves what what what's the way forward because um, hopefully we are back to some normality come the new year. Um, so how are you going to be recruiting your volunteers still for next year? And how would anyone who's interested do that? Okay. Um, well, yeah, normally at this time of the year, so as soon as the summer's finished, we're already in planning for the following year. So, you know, it would be, as you say, um, recruiting, advertising, getting our application brochure ready for the following year. All those kind of things happen at this stage of the year. And I guess at this stage, we don't quite know what next year will look like. So um, what we're saying at this precise moment is basically that we don't know what next year will hold. And so we'll probably delay a decision on exactly what missions we can run when until it becomes a bit clearer. Yeah. So it might mean that some of our tasks that we, we do September, October, November, sort of Christmas time, might just get delayed a bit. And so we just have to do lots more in the, in the shorter space of time. Um, but yeah, we, we'd hope, but we, we can't say, we would hope that we would be able to do more next year than we were able to do in 2020. But whether it will be the same as it was in 2019, is probably unlikely, I guess, mm -hmm. but it's, it's hard to say. So 
it's a bit of a vague answer saying we well we don't know but we hope to do something but people can still get involved and hopefully um through the website um they can find out exactly <coughs> where we are in our planning so um at the moment it's we don't know in two weeks time it probably be we don't know probably even at christmas it might be we don't know but as we hit the new year i think it'll become clear yeah. as to what kind of missions we can do um but i guess we pray that it'll be obviously more than we were able to do in 2020. So you look at your, I'm, I'm guessing you're constantly looking for volunteers to kind of register on your website. Uh, that's right, yes. Yes, and normally, um, normally we would only open the application or the booking system, if you like, on the 1st of January. That's what we've traditionally done. Um, I should imagine whether we have um, a full booking system then or whether we have expressions of interest, but at some point we'll be able to um, uh, recruit to whatever we we're able to do but we're always looking for new volunteers even as i said um we have about 900 volunteers each year so that's a lot of people to try and recruit each year so i think it'd just be more condensed in terms of recruiting this year but yeah um we'll see what happens cool i mean we'll make sure there's a link in the in this episode so if anybody is interested they can obviously <clears throat> at the very least go to your website and have yeah. a poke around yeah yeah and yeah because it's it's really i find it really interesting because um i only found out about you as i explained to you when i was talking to you on the phone the other day or last week sorry um a friend of mine has actually done a mission at clan dudno um and she normally spends like a week with you um and she absolutely loves it and it's it's what she's about. It's, you know, she's very outwardly focused. Um, she's a scout leader as well. So, you know, she's, she'd rather be outdoors sharing the good news than in a church sharing the good news yeah. because, you know, in church, we're preaching to the same people week in, week out and outside of church. We've, we've, I just think it's a big opportunity and glad that, that someone has jumped on the opportunity and, what 1953 so we, we started yes you know we, we've you've been going for some time and, and actually i think we can probably get with people more outside of a church because there's less barriers um that i just think it's great that we can share the gospel in a different environment as well and not necessarily a very preachy one because from my understanding of it it's not a preachy way of doing it, it it's it's about having a bit of fun and learning and doing it that way rather than just being told. Now, David's pulling some funny faces at me, so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, um, always, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and I do this a lot. <laughs> I do apologize, gentlemen. Um, it's when I, you know, when you get the idea in your head, Tim, you're just thinking, because I mean, as, as our viewers know, I am kind of quite Old Testament in my thought process, but I do believe in Jesus, so. But, you know, when you look at Jesus's church, it wasn't about the building. It was never about the building. Jesus went onto a hill. He went onto a beach. He, you know, if there had been a municipal park, he'd have gone there. Um, and it was all about spreading the good news to anybody and everybody that would listen, not the people sat within four walls. 
So, you know, Tim, I think it's a fantastic way to do it. I think, I think it is the spirit of what we should be doing rather than four walls. Well, yeah, I mean, Jesus um, often talked from the seaside, didn't he? So uh, we've got a good example to follow there, I feel. Um, but yeah, and I think it is going to places where people are, where people don't feel threatened. They can, as I say, choose to join in or choose not to. And if they choose to join in, they can walk away at any time and just get on with other stuff. And as, as you say, although we're obviously preaching and sharing the good news of Jesus, it's not, um, it isn't a, a, a fun, lively, contemporary way on the beach, you know, consistent with the context of, of beach work. So, um, yeah, definitely. And, and definitely. That lots of people who have preconceived ideas of what Christianity is all about, some of those get um if like challenged when they see oh these people are different oh i never knew that christianity believed this or whatever so actually we do win people um over just by being there and engaging with them and they're willing to as they um chat and find out more so it works yeah um yeah no it's a, i like to say i think it's i think it is more in the spirit of um as opposed to one person at the front of you telling you how bad you've been for the last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, just in my head, you know, the one question I didn't ask you, Tim, was how did you manage to get involved yourself? Um, because that's quite key, really, isn't it? <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, um, in some ways, um, like many others have, as a friend invited me. So when I was 16, I moved town. My, my dad was changing jobs so we moved town um and so the church we started going to it's the same town i live in now um the church i started going to uh, one of the people there had done beach missions before and he just said to me oh tim why don't you come next year and i thought why not i didn't know what i was volunteering for but i went on my first team in 1984 and have been going ever since wow um that, that's amazing in itself because nowadays, you know, you were just doing the math then, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was trying to do the math, but I give up. All, all I know is I was born. 16 80, years, mate. I, I know I was born eighty-one. So, um. <laughs> okay then. So you know, you've been doing this for far too many years, possibly, um, because obviously the math does hurt the brain a little bit. So we're talking about what sixteen years? Did we say eighty-four? I said, I started when I was 16, 17, 80, 84. 84. So been, yeah, so we've been every year since. So wh where do you see your path going then? Me personally? Mm. Um, well, I started doing volunteering at 84. And as I said, did it every year. And when I was a student, I did quite a, f quite a few weeks each summer. When I got a job, I was restricted by work holidays a little bit, but I st still kept going. Um, Got married, had children, still kept going. Um, family used to come along. Um, my three sons have now um, grown up, left home, got married. Uh, two of them got their own children. Um, but I'm still, still going. But back in 2010, sort of 10 years ago, I was asked to work full time for Beach Missions. Um, so having so volunteered for many years, they asked me to take on this, this job that I'm currently doing. And so for me, I guess it's a very different look and feel because it's not what I just do in the summer, it's what I do 
all year round. Yeah. And that's quite exciting. And I can imagine that happening for some while still to come. I enjoy... Hopefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the work. Um, but also, my, my involvement now is not just being on the teams. It is thinking through and planning and strategically thinking how to develop the missions, obviously in conjunction with various other people. But um, so the journey ahead for me is, God willing, still being involved, but being very much um, involved in mission development, leadership development of the people who lead the teams, strategic planning, thinking, trying to develop the work going forward. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, so just going, I'm just going to go back to the volunteer bit because I, I really mm. think, you know, obviously they're, they're the key for you really, aren't they? That without the volunteers, you couldn't really do the work. That's right. Definitely. Uh, um, so in the volunteers you're looking, looking for, right, um, what sort of age can they start volunteering from, for you? Because I know there'll be no, no real upper age. It's probably as long as they feel capable, you're happy to have them. That's right, so no other age, um, but we say the minimum age is 15, okay. so that's, that's quite young really, um, but the age of 15 is when they can come on their first team, and I guess the, sort of the, the main ages that people are involved in missions are from 15 through to maybe mid-20s, that's the, sort of the, the bulk of people, volunteers, and there are a few older people like myself, and even older than me, um, but 15. And, and I think it's quite good because a 15-year-old coming on the team is coming to a team situation. So they're not on their own. They're not being asked to do things that they can't do. They're in the safety of experienced team members being on that team. So they're learning on the job, but in a, in a safe environment. So, um, yeah, it well, works for, for them. I'm happy to hear that because, to be honest, I think, you know, the 15, 16, 17 year olds sometimes do get forgot about unless they're involved in various organizations, which David's involved with one. I've been involved with quite a few of them over the years. And, and I just think they've got a lot to offer as well. And, and to be honest, I know some 15 year olds that are better in their faith than me. Um, and, and they can connect with them younger people because yeah. I think, I think that's probably one of the, bigger drawbacks with the church as well is it's very 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 slim that we find someone sat there that's under the age of 30 and, I, and I'm saying 30 because I'm hitting 40 next year but in the church I go to some I am the youngest person sat in the pew so to see them out there doing the work and I think it gives them um, a self-worth as well doesn't it a little bit yeah, yeah I think that Definitely. And as, as you say, I mean, um, often 15 year olds can relate to the children much better than some of my age. And so um, the great thing about being on a team is wherever people are in the stage of life, whatever Christian background they have or however long they've been a Christian, there's a role for everyone to play. And it really, you know, each team member obviously complements the rest of the team. So it's yeah. And 15 year olds are invaluable on the team. No, I think that's great. Um, the only other thing I can think is, obviously, if you've got some 15, 16, 17-year-olds coming, um, you might know this, you might not. If they was doing something like Duke of Edinburgh or something 
on a reward scheme like that, can they use the hours they do with you towards that? Are, are you recognised in that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, I mean, it doesn't happen loads, but um, over the years, people have used um, a week on the beach team, especially if they're doing their gold and they have to do the residential yeah. bit. Um, yeah, I'd, and that can be can be done. Um, so if people ask, that's fine. Um, yeah, doesn't happen, just, but it's not it's not a problem to do it. I just thought I'd ask because obviously we do have strangely enough, which I find quite weird. When I actually look at the um, the statistics for the who listens and watches it, we do tend to have um, some sort of twelve to sixteen year olds that are actually. They, they, at first, when we first started, they was the majority of our listeners. It's it slowly the age range is going up, but we seem to have kept that percentage pretty much the same. So it could be something that, you know, hopefully they think, oh, well, I'm doing my D of E as well. Maybe that's something I can link in with their faith as well as, because normally yeah. the faith stuff doesn't get touched on D of E, I don't think. I've never done it personally, so I don't know. I just know of it through the organisations I've been involved with. Um, so is there anything that interesting coming up with the mission that you might be doing online over Christmas? Because you said you normally do some stuff over Christmas. Um, well, no, uh, up to Christmas, really, and into New Year, it's, it's planning for the coming year. Right. Um, because we were able to do some online stuff, it's possible we might run some training sessions, but there's nothing, nothing right. in the diary at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't guarantee it at this stage, but you no, know, in the autumn, winter, spring months, we might do some training. Right. Obviously, usually we do some physical meeting up and do some training, but we might do some online stuff, but that hasn't been decided yet. Um, but yeah, it's just in, the interesting stuff coming up is how do you plan for 2021 when there's still a bit of yeah um yeah uncertainty about next year i was going to say i think you're probably in the same boat with your volunteer work aren't you david a bit of yeah until yeah we i mean we, we've started to move forward now we're, we've kind of opened up we're doing a bit of water work on sundays <clears throat> but other than that i mean you know it, it's very much up and down because you just start to think oh we're starting to gain ground and then the government says actually we're just going to go back. So it, it is it is very much watch this space. So I have every sympathy for you, Tim, on this one. Yeah, thank you. Well, it, I think we're obviously coming to um, a, an end. Is there anything particularly you'd like to leave us with, Tim, um, that you'd want the listeners to take away from the episode? Okay, this, here's, here's one little thought for you, I suppose. Um if I was asked what are the two biggest influences on my Christian life, number one would be my parents. I was brought up in a Christian home, um, Christian parents, and they taught me much and I owe a lot to my parents. But the other single biggest factor on, on my Christian growth and walk um, and if that journey is speech missions. It's where I learned the disciplines of uh, Bible reading and prayer as well as evangelism and have made friends for life. So. If that's a, a recommendation enough, I would say it's it's really the biggest influence on my Christian walk. So I would therefore wholeheartedly recommend it. So as I say, it's, it's getting stuck into evangelism, but it's it's the fellowship with other Christians. It's the growth of my Christian walk. I've been, yeah, beach missions, I owe a lot to them. 
Now, do you know what? You've actually set up an episode and I just might have to bring that episode forward now because evangelism, um, me and David know each other from a, a course that's run in the Diocese of Manchester. And when we first talk about evangelism on the course, everyone sort of goes, you know, because it's, it's that scary <laughs> word evangelism uh, in the sense of, you know, it, it's got some negative connotations and I wish people would lose them. Um, because it's not all the repent now, the end is nigh. Um, we can have some positive evangelism. So you've just led me up to one of the upper, upcoming episodes. So that's... And I will, I will put in, I think um, that somebody from Manchester Diocese might want to get Tim or one of his guys involved in the FFM course mm. because... You know, I'm hearing about you for the first time. Um, we learned an awful lot on the FFM. We met a lot of people. Um, we saw Church Armour. We saw the evangelist side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I have no recollection of Beach. <laughs> so maybe that's something that if Jamie is watching, he might want to take notice of because he's the guy to speak to for, for that diocese and on the FFM course. Mm, definitely um, I think we'll uh, drop him a, a, an email each to nag him but I, I really appreciate <laughs> you Tim joining us and, and I'm sorry it's, it's been a bit of a less, unstru less unstructured as normal um, and a bit noisier from my end because I forgot to mute my computer sound so obviously if, if anyone heard the pings and pongs I, I apologise um, I've, got, I've got dogs running around so <laughs> So I, I really thank you very much, Tim, for joining us. Hopefully we, what we can do is um, either in the new year or before the new year, if you've got the episode, you've got the time and you feel that, uh, that you want to join us, you may come back and tell us a bit about your more personal story. But that's okay. entirely up to you. There's no pressure there. Yeah, really. I'm happy to. So, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much. Um, no David, problem. Is there anything? Yeah, thank you very much, Tim. It's been um, it's been interesting. Like I say, I think I think you I think you're capturing the spirit from my point of view. So God bless. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, so from me, it's uh, bye for now, and we will speak to you and see you on the next episode.